Greetings, everyone. 10,000 steps a day. I've been averaging about 11,000, and that's way better. That's three or four times what I've been averaging the last year, the computer tells me. So as I walk, I find money all the time. Everybody's throwing money out the doors. All right, I'll be walking and talking to people and reading at the same time the power of I am, chapter two. So thank you very much for coming in here. Much appreciate. Good morning. Here we go. Be positive or be quiet, chapter two. Well, I did my walking, and uh, I read the whole chapter, and finding out that the recorder stopped in my movement. <laughs> it's kind of best, too. There's too many good points to be huffing and puffing. So I got 9,000 steps in so far. I came in and did a little bit of yard work and get some sunshine, and everyone's getting ready for the hot, hot day today. You know, I'm just wearing myself down so I can cuddle up with a book and talk to my friends all right let's go ahead and pray we did not pray already heavenly father we thank you lord god that we are in your hands lord god we ask you to fix us fix our arms and our legs fix our attitudes fix our emotions and our hearts lord god fix us up with your words lord you said it is well you said it is good you you said in your word that it is finished, that all is made and whole, all is prepared. The banquet table is prepared before us in the presence of our enemies. And surely goodness and mercy and our cup overflows with your mercy and your kindness. So Lord, we direct it to others through us. Let us be a conduit. And Lord, let the people hear your voice out of our words, we ask. Or through our words, your voice, in Jesus' name, amen. If you can track with me, it's early in the morning for you. <laughs> Chapter two, be positive or be quiet. You are where you are today, in part because of what you've been saying about yourself. Words are like seeds. When you speak something out, you give life to what you're saying. If you continue to say it, eventually that can become a reality, whether you realize it or not. You are prophesying your future. This is great when we're saying things such as, I am blessed, I am strong, I will accomplish my dreams, I am coming out of debt. That's not just being positive. You are actually prophesying victory, prophesying success, prophesying new levels. Your life will move in the direction of your words. But too many people go around prophesying just the opposite. I never get any good breaks. I never get back in shape. I'll never. Business is slow. I'll probably get laid off. Flu season is here. I always get it. They don't realize they are prophesying defeat. It's just like they're calling in bad breaks, mediocrity, and lack. The scripture says, we will eat the fruit of our words. When you talk, you are planting seeds. At some point, you're going to eat 
that fruit. My challenge is make sure you're planting that right kind of seeds. If you want apples, you have to sow apple seeds. If you want oranges, you can't plant cactus, poison ivy deeds, or mushroom seeds. You're going to reap fruit from the exact seeds that you've been sowing. In other words, you can't talk negative and expect life, a positive life. You can't talk negative and expect to live a positive life. Excuse me. You can't talk defeat and expect to have victory. You can't talk lack, not enough, can't afford it, never get ahead, and expect to have abundance. If you have a poor mouth, you're going to have a poor life. If you don't like what you're seeing, start sowing some different seeds instead of saying, I'll never get a job. I'll never get well. This sickness, this situation has been in my family for three generations. Plant the right seeds by stating, God is restoring help back unto me. This sickness didn't come to stay. It came to pass. I'm getting better and better every day. You keep sowing those positive seeds and eventually you'll eat that abundant fruit. Health, wholeness, victory. Instead of saying, I'll never get out of debt, I'll never rise any higher. You start speaking the promises of God. I will lend and not borrow. Whatever I touch prosperous and succeeds. I'm coming into overflow in more than enough. I'm coming into overflow into more than enough. Start sowing seeds of increase, seeds of abundance. No more, I'll never accomplish my dreams. Instead, I have the favor of God. Blessings are chasing me down. The right people are searching me out. New opportunities, new levels are in my future. If you keep talking like that, you'll reap a harvest of good things. Start blessing your life. The scripture tells about how with our tongue we can bless our lives or we can curse our life. Many people don't realize they're cursing their future with their words. Every time you say, I'll never get any good breaks, you just curse your life. I'll never be able to afford that nice house. I'll never be able to break this addiction. I'll never meet the right person. I'll never be able to buy that car. No, stop cursing your future. Sometimes the enemy doesn't have to defeat us. We defeat ourselves. Pay attention to what you're saying. Are you blessing your life or are you cursing it? I had a classmate in high school who was always very negative, even though he was one of the stars on our football team, was always in great shape and had a thick, thick, curly hair. Every time I asked him what was going on, he gave the standard reply. Not much. I'm just getting old and fat and bald. I must have heard him say that 500 times. I know he was just kidding, kind of a kidding, kidding, but I would kid. No, amazing that the word kidding is you're just a kid. You're not a man. You're, you're kidding, kidding around like a kid, child. But I wouldn't kid about that. About 15 years later, when I ran into him at the mall, I nearly passed out. He had prophesied his future. He looked old, fat, and bald. Don't speak that defeat over your life. Our attitude should be, I'm getting younger. Say that with me. Say, I'm getting younger. 
God is renewing my youth like the eagle. Come on, say it. I am getting stronger, healthier, better looking. I'm getting stronger, healthier, better looking. I'm going to keep my hair. I'm going to stay in the right mind. I'm going to be lean, energetic, and productive and live a long life. I am full of hope, faith, and love. Don't go around cursing your future. Start blessing your life. Prophesy good things. I know this man who was concerned that he was going to get Alzheimer's disease. He was fearful because several people in his family had it. A grandfather and uncle, it ran through his family. This man was only in his early 50s, but he constantly kept bringing up what might happen. He told me that he was actually making plans for someone to take care of him, getting everything lined up. Of course, it's good to use common sense to be wise and to plan ahead in your life where you can. But if you go around talking about when you're going to get a disease and making plans for it, you probably won't be disappointed. You're calling it in, just like you were sending in an invitation. I told this man what I'm telling you. Don't say another time that you're going to have Alzheimer's or any other disease. Start declaring, no weapon formed against me will prosper. I will live out my days in good health, with a clear mind, with good memory, with clear clarity of thought. My mind is alert, my senses are sharp, my youth is being renewed. You must prophesy health, prosperity, a long productive life. Your words will become your, your reality. Okay, go ahead and say it with me. Say, no weapon formed against me will ever prosper. I will live our many days in good health. I will live out my days in good health. With a clear mind, with a good memory. With clarity of thought. My mind is alert. My senses are sharp. My youth is being renewed like the eagles. Amen. Don't get trapped by your own words. Proverbs 6 2 states, We are snared or trapped by the words of our mouth. Snare means to be trapped. Your words can trap you. What you say can cause you to stumble and keep you from your potential. You're not snared by what you think. Negative thoughts come to us, all of us. But when you speak them out loud, you give them life. That's when they become a reality. If you say, I'll never get back in shape, it becomes more difficult to get back in shape. You just made it harder. When you say, I'll never get any good breaks, you stop the favor that was ordained to you. If you say, I'm not that talented, I don't have a good personality, you're calling in mediocrity. It's setting the limits for your life. When negative thoughts come, the key is to never verbalize them. That thought will die stillborn if you don't speak it. 
when we acquire the former compact center in Houston, it was a dream come true. We were so excited. Our architects drew up plans to change it from a basketball arena to a church. They called us together and said it was going to cost $100 million to renovate. After they pick a few of us off the floor, my first thoughts were, that's impossible. There's no way. I've only been a pastor for four years. They cannot expect me to raise those kind of funds. Even though those thoughts were racing through my mind again and again, I knew enough to keep my mouth closed. I kept a big smile on my face and acted as though it was no big deal. I knew if I didn't ver verbalize those negative thoughts, eventually they would die stillborn. It's one thing to think that something's impossible, but when you start telling people something's impossible, it takes on a whole new meaning. You may think, I'll never get that job. I'll never get well. I'll never m meet the right person. Those thoughts comes to all people. You can't stop it. The challenge is, don't give them life by speaking them out loud. Don't go call your friends and tell them how it's not going to happen. I told our team, I don't see a way, but I know God has a way. He didn't bring us this far to leave us. My report was, God is supplying all of our needs. The funds are coming in. It may look impossible on paper, but when, with God, all things are possible. I knew better than to curse my future. I didn't want to get trapped by my words. I knew if I kept prophesying the right things, increase, favor, more than enough, we would start moving toward it. And we did. In the tough times, you have to especially be on guard. It's very tempting to vent your frustrations and tell people, how the loan didn't go through, how bad the medical report was, or how certain people just didn't treat you right. When you continually talk about the problem, that's going to only make you more discouraged and it gives the problem more life. You're making it bigger. Turn it around. Don't talk about the problem. Talk about the promise. Instead of complaining, oh man, I got this big challenge, say, I serve a big God. He spoke worlds into existence. Nothing's too difficult for him. Instead of surmising, I didn't get the position or the promotion they promised. They passed over me again. Another disappointment. Declare, I know when one door closes, that means God has something better. He's directing my steps. I'm excited about my future. Instead of concluding, I'll never meet the right person. I'm too old. I'm too young. State, something good is going to happen to me. Something good is going to happen today. Divine connections are coming my way. It's amazing how through the years, people have made incredible, beautiful songs that keep us excited about life. You know, like the one, there's a song by the Spears called Something good is about to happen. Something good is on its way. When, when God's people humble themselves and pray, you know, God hears from heaven and something good is on its way. Something like that in that nature. And then other songs that I used to like enjoy. If I had a hammer, I will hammer in the morning, hammer in the evening, hammer all over the land. 
I'll hammer out freedom, I'll hammer out justice, I'll hammer out a love between my brothers and my sisters. Woohoo, all over this town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking, singing, spiritual songs, making melody in our hearts, Lord, and speaking positive, you know. We have a saying that if you if you argue for it, or if you keep explaining it, you get to keep it. You know, your body senses, we call those things that are not as so. What are we calling? You know, that's why if it feels strange when you say, I am good, we you, we have work to do. If, it's, if the body repels at saying, I am fine, and it repels that, then we have work to do. Because it is the truth. Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. It is well. All is well. We can declare all is well and make it happen because we're made in the image of God and we're procreators with him. Procreating. It is well. Jesus said, it is finished. Let's not complicate things and put a lot of words around it. Let your yeses be yes and noes, noes. You know? It is well. It is good. All is well in Jesus' name. Just declare it as so, and you won't have any other. Just declare scripture. It is finished, the Lord says. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and move on. Our next reading from chapter 2, it says two voices. Which ones are you choosing? In life, there are always two voices competing for your attention. The voice of fate and the voice of defeat. Just as I did, you'll hear a voice piping in. You can't possibly raise that money. That's a lot of money. It's insurmountable. It's not going to work out. Just accept it. <laughs> you'll be tempted to worry, to be negative, to complain. But if you listen carefully, you'll hear another voice. The voice of faith is saying, God has a way. Favor is becoming. Favor is coming. Healing is coming. Breakthroughs are coming. You have called it. It is on its way. One voice will point out that you reach your limits. You've gone as far as you can. You don't have what it takes. The other voice is clear and matter of fact. You are well able. You can do all things through Christ. Your best days are still out in front of you. Now, here's the beauty. You get so to choose which voice comes to life. The way you do it is by what you speak. You get to choose. When you verbalize that thought, you're giving it the right to come to pass. When you verbalize a thought, you're giving it the right to come to pass. If you mope around saying, the problem's too big, I'll never get well, you're choosing the wrong voice. You have to get in agreement with God. The other voice may seem louder, but you can override it. You can take away all its power by choosing the voice of faith. Maybe you're going to a job interview. One voice will warn you, you're not going to get it. You're wasting your time. These people are not going to like you. Another voice will come counter. You have the favor of God. You're blessed. You're confident. 
you have what it takes. If you get up that morning and tell your spouse, I don't think I'm going to get this job. They're not going to like me. I'm not qualified. There's no use in your going. You've been trapped by your own words. You have to dig your heels in and say, I am not giving life to any more defeat. I am not speaking lack. I'm not speaking sickness. I'm not speaking mediocrity. Fear, doubt, I can't do it. I'm choosing the voice of faith. It says, I am strong. I am healthy. I am blessed. I am favored. I am a victor and not a victim. Okay, let's practice. Say it, say it with me. Say, I am strong. I am healthy. I am blessed. I am favored. I am a victor and not a victim. I am fortunate. I am lean. I am lean and strong. God gave Jeremiah a promise that he would become a great prophet to the nations, Jeremiah 1. But when he heard God's voice, he was very young and unsure of himself. He instead listened to the other voice and said, God, I can't do that. I can't speak the nations to the nations. I'm too young. I wouldn't know what to say. God said, Jeremiah, say not that you are too young. What? What did God say? God told Jeremiah, don't say that, that you're too young. The first thing God did was to stop his negative words. Why did God do that? Because he knew that if Jeremiah went around saying, I'm not qualified, I can't do this, I don't have what it takes, he would become exactly what he was saying. So God said, in effect, he would become, he, Jeremiah, sip it up, sip it up. You may think it, but don't speak it out loud. It goes on to tell you how Jeremiah changed what he was saying, and he became a prophet to the nations. The promise came to pass. In the same way, God has called every one of us to do something great. He's put dreams and desires inside, but it's easy to acquiesce, as Jeremiah did, and say, I can't do that. I'm too young. I'm too old. I made too many mistakes. I don't have the education. I don't have the experience. We can all make excuses. But God is saying to us what he said to Jeremiah. Stop saying that. Don't curse your future. Those negative words can keep you from God's best. Negative words stop God's promises. Sometimes the reason a promise is being delayed is because of what we're saying. Imagine that you answer is on the way imagine that your answer is on the way a bunch of angels are bringing your answer god has already dispatched them with your healing your promotion your vindication but right before it arrives god says to the angels hold on don't go any further stay right here where you are the angels reply why god this is what you promised it's in your word god answers no listen to what he's saying He's talking about how it's not going to happen, how the problem is too big, how it's been too long, how he'll never meet the right person, blah, 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 blah. 
Negative words stop God's promises. I wonder how many times we just were just a couple of months away from seeing the answer, a couple of months from meeting the right person. You've been praying for years that God will bring somebody great into your life. But right before that somebody shows up, let your guard let your guard down and stay start saying, You let your guard down. It is not going to happen. I'm too old. Nobody's interested in me. God has to say to the angel, don't go any further. The good news is that promise is still in effect and it's in your future and is lingering over our heads. God didn't cancel it because you got negative. He still has the right situation for you if you sip up the doubt and switch over into faith at the right time, that blessing will show up. God will release what negative words have delayed. God still has our healing, our promotions, our restoration. Now it is our part. We quit talking about how it's not going to happen. We may not see a way, but God still has a way. It may look impossible, but God can do the impossible. Just because we don't see anything happening doesn't mean God is not working right now behind the scenes. God is arranging things in our life, in our favor. He's lining up the right people. He is moving the wrong people out of the way. He is positioning us exactly where he wants us to be. Now, let us not delay the promise by speaking negative words. When our son Jonathan was 17 years old, we were in the process of applying to different colleges. Some schools accepted only 5% of the students who apply. That means, of course, that 95 of the applicants will get their turned down. It's easy to think, why do we even try to apply to these schools? It's practically impossible to get it. More than 9 out of 10 students get denied. Jonathan, don't get your hopes up. I don't see how you could get in there. If we're not careful, we'll talk ourselves out of a blessing. You may think those thoughts, but don't make the mistake of verbalizing them. Learn to turn it around. God, I know you have my son in the palm of your hand, and you, you're already picked out the right college for him to attend. That may be only 5% chance for some schools, but God, I know that you are, there's a 100% chance he'll get in exactly where you want him to go. You control the whole universe. That much better, that's much better than going around saying, all the odds are against me. No, sip that up. If you can't be positive, at least be quiet. Your words prophesy your future. If you'll say, I'll never get in, you're right. You'll never get in. If you say, this problem is going to sink me, it will take you under. If you say, I'll never be able to afford a nice house, you'll never be able to afford a nice house. You've been snared by the words of your mouth. Put a watch over your mouth. Put a lookout tower out of your mouth. In the first chapter of Luke, an angel appeared to a priest named Zechariah. While he was serving in the temple, the angel told that his wife told him that his wife Elizabeth was going to have a baby and that they were naming him John. Zechariah was very surprised because he and his wife were way up there in years. He said to the angel, Are you sure this is going to happen? 
It sounds great, but do you see how old we are? To me, it just doesn't seem possible. The angel said to Zechariah, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of Almighty God. And what God says will come to pass. God knows the power of our words. He knew that if Zechariah went around speaking defeat, it would stop, stop his plans. So God did something unusual. He said, Zechariah, because you doubt it, you will remain silent and not be able to speak until the baby is born. Zechariah left the temple unable to talk. He couldn't speak one word for nine months until that baby was born. Why did God take away Zechariah's speech? God knew he would go out and start telling his friends how it wasn't going to happen. Hey, man, this angel appeared and you were going to have a baby. He must have the wrong person. Praise the Lord. I always speak the right thing. I